Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity to be with you. God, thank you so much for the people here praying for one another. God, thank you so much for all of us here. And God, we just give you love and great, great praise, God. Our hope is in you, our Lord, our Savior. Amen. How often is it that you ask someone for help? How often do we ask each other for help? How often is it that we ask another person, our neighbor, our friend for help? When I was a little child, I, was oft, I often had bad dreams. I would wake my mom up at night and I'll say to her, Mom, wake up, wake up. She would say to me, Son, be quiet. <laughs> You're going to wake your dad up. <laughs> she would say, Junior, you know what to do. Get on your knees and pray. And so I'd pray to God, God, please give me sweet dreams and please let me sleep through the night. She'd walk me back to my room, tuck me into my bed, and she put a Bible under my pillow. She'd kiss me on the forehead and walk back to her room. My mother showed me patience and love, no matter how many times I woke her up. And I woke her up a lot. <laughs> when I was a teenager, my parents attended me to, my, my parents told me to attend church quite often. I went to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three times on Sunday. I went to church a lot. <laughs> One day, my dad sat me down. Son, yes, Father, I need you to join the young adult choir. Who, me? I said that quite often as a child. Who, me? I said again to my father. My dad said, yes, son, it is important for you to be in the church, to learn how to be close with God and to be with his people. I said, but I can't sing, you know, so I was confused. I don't have the vocals to sing, so while I'm in the choir, my father said, you don't sing unto men, but you sing unto God. My father taught me patience and love by requiring me to do something that was more beneficial for me than I did not understand at the current time. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to my parents and complaining to them. I said, Mom and Dad, I don't understand L.A. drivers. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, they cannot merge. You know, the roads are confusing. The GPS always says rerouting. I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. My mom said to me, Son, you just got to keep praying and keep your head up because you don't know what's going on in that person's life. My father said to me, Junior, keep patient, pray for patience, and keep it moving. Keep going to your destination, and you'll get there just fine. Together, my parents are still teaching me the current lessons that I'm still trying to learn. 
Pray for patience and love others while waiting. And while loving others while waiting and praying for patience, be patient with myself. Especially in LA traffic. (laughs) Understanding how to remain patient during times of suffering is an important part of our overall development as Christians. James 5, verses 7 through 11, focus on patience and suffering. The reason why it's separated like this is because James is a close parallel to Proverbs, or it takes from Proverbs. Verse 7, Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crops from the earth, being patient until it receives the early and the late rains. You must also be patient, strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we called blessed those who show endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. As one commentary notes in reference to James 5, 7 through 11, the word patience is the focus on people. The emphasis here is the focus on people. And since we are to be patient within ourselves, and we are to be patient with one another, it is also important to wait for the second coming of Jesus Christ, the return of our Lord and Savior. We are to wait in anticipation for him. Letting no one lead us astray, as Matthew 24 notes. Let no one lead you astray. Wait for the Lord. Be still, says the scriptures, and wait for the Lord. When realizing the glory that awaits us at Christ's return, that should motivate us patiently to wait for him. The Lord is coming back again, and we are to be a part of his resurrection kingdom. We are a part of the body of Christ. We wait for him. We are patient. We pray within ourselves. We love one another, and we show kindness because Christ has shown kindness and love and patience towards all of us. In verse 7, the early rain refers to October and November to soften the ground. And in the springtime, the water is used to harvest the crops. Spiritually, we are to be softened our hearts to the Lord and to seek the Lord and wait for the early rains for us and spiritually for the second coming to be present for the Lord. Be in anticipation for Christ. Wait. Be patient. And while we are doing so, do not grumble against one another. For you do not know how long someone has been waiting patiently for God to show up in their life. 
You don't know what someone else is experiencing in their life. You don't know how, how hard they may have be fighting to get to a position where they are. So be patient with one another, showing kindness and love and pray for them because they may be struggling in their lives and we may never know. Job is a great example of someone who showed patience in the Bible. So very, very 42 chapters of essentially a dialogue between three friends and Job. Towards the end of the last couple of chapters, Job starts saying to God and complaining, God says, who are you? Who are you to question me? In response, Job prays for his friends. And the Lord says, the Lord says to the three friends who did not pray for Job, who did not show patience and love toward Job's. He said, Job will pray for you. And because of his prayer, I will forgive you. It is important that our friends who are around us, we don't know what they're experiencing and we may not understand. But if they're showing hostility towards us, we should show love and kindness. We should show grace and mercy. We should pray for them despite what they say about us. God does not like our grumbling because our grumbling does not take in consideration the situation of another person, which is what the text here emphasizes. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verses 11 through 12, Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We are called to rejoice while enduring suffering. We are called to rejoice while we're enduring hardships. We are called to rejoice while we're waiting for the rain to come. And we are called to rejoice as we're waiting for a second coming of the Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We are to pray for patience, pray for endurance while expecting Christ to come. The patience of Job is an example of a man who, who patiently endured suffering and was blessed by God for persevering in his faith. God rewarded him greatly for keeping the faith. James reassures us here in the text of James 5 that God has a purpose for our suffering just as he did for Job and just as he did for the prophets before us. And just as he has a purpose for you and me who are in here in this room. And just as he, you all have paved the way as being the elder Christians and the wise Christians in this church. You all have persevered for so long. And so we are learning from you how to be patient and endure in suffering. Last point here. It is important to remember most the Lord is a great comfort in suffering. The entire Bible speaks about the suffering that Christ is to experience 
and experience for our salvation. It is in the suffering of Christ that we are saved. It is in the suffering of Christ that we are born again. And we show love to someone else because Christ died for us. And Christ suffered an excruciating death so that we may live again. And our reward is to be with Christ, the Lord Savior, in the second coming and his return. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for me. Jesus died for all of us, which means we are all worthy of his love. We are all worthy of Christ's love. We are all worthy of his love. Romans 5 and 8 says, God proves his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I'm thankful that he died for me. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Last week, Pastor Carlene talked about unchecked assumptions and how they are killing us. How unchecked consumptions are killing us. This week, I thought a lot about that in preparing for the sermon. I thought about the unchecked assumptions that I have that may be preventing me from communicating with someone else. I thought about the unchecked assumptions that are preventing me from being patient with another person. I thought about my unchecked assumptions and how they're preventing me from communicating with God or asking God for help. I thought about my unchecked assumptions and how often I don't ask my parents for help, even though they're always right there praying for me, seeking the Lord in behalf of me, and they're always by my side. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your body. Patience is learning the lessons from Adam and Eve that when they sinned, they started to blame someone else. Instead, we should always be repenting and always asking God for help. Blame can prevent us from being patient with someone else. Instead, let us look inward at our own sins. Let us look inward at our own life. Let us look inward at our own faults and give glory and honor to God and rejoice while we are suffering 
For the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming back again. So little children, when you find yourself angry or disappointed, pray to God for patience. Pray, God, give me patience. God, give me patience. God, give me patience. Remind yourself to be patient. Young adults, when you start complaining about other people, or when you start complaining about your current situations, pray to God for patience. Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. And elders and wise leaders in the church, when we are not patient with you all, and when we as young adults do not understand your experience, please pray for us. Pray that we may have patience to understand one day. Pray that we may have patience to understand the walk you have lived and the suffering you have experienced for so long. Pray for us. Say, God, thank you for patience. God, thank you for patience. God, thank you for patience. We as young adults, it is important that we ask for help and we seek help from the elders in this church. There are so many people in here who have paved the way for us, who have stood strong in their faith as Christians for so long. It is important for us to ask them questions, inquire their wisdom, ask for help, seek their guidance, go to the word and go to each other. We are to be praying for one another in faith every day. The great hymn writer, Annie Johnston Flint, once wrote, He giveth more grace as our burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength as our labors increase. To added afflictions, he added his mercy. To multiply trials, he multiplies peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, our strength has failed ere the day is half done. When we reach the end of our harbored resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. Our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limitations. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus Christ, he giveth and giveth, and he giveth again. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.